Hello and welcome to the Knight Rider Podcast. My name is Sean D. Knight and this is a show that will focus on the art of writing, my journey to become an author through independent publishing, and discussions about my current writing project. It is my hope that this podcast will help me to further my writing and that you will join me on this journey as I attempt to write some magic and that this podcast will inspire you to write and publish your own story. So let's go on this journey together. It is July 16th, 2018 while I am recording this episode in which I will be talking some more about world building. But let me just give a brief update on where I am with my current work in progress. I'm on week 8 of writing my novel, Forget Me Not Father. I've crossed the 40,000 word count threshold, though I am still 2,000 words short of where I should be at this point. I am currently writing chapter 11, which means that the setting is finally changing from the town of Burgos to the Blackwoods Forest. But I am not sure how long I will keep them in that setting. The challenge I have before me is to try and impress upon the reader a sense of danger and fear. Whether or not something happens to them while they are traveling through the Blackwoods is another question that will be interesting to see answered as I continue to do my live writing sessions. Speaking of the live writing stream, I had a couple of people follow my Twitch channel this past week, though viewership numbers haven't really changed for a while. As always, it could be a combination of the fact that I'm just writing and the time that I'm streaming it, or it could be that I am not promoting these sessions the right way. I might try and promote it on Reddit, such as rwriting and other similar pages, and see how that goes. Then again, gaining a viewership is not the main goal of my stream. I'm using it as a way to hold myself accountable for writing a certain amount each week, and it has been very successful in that regard. But let me move on to the topic of this episode, which is part two of world building. In last week's episode, I started talking about world building in general and how there seems to be a divide within the writing community as to whether or not it is good to spend time on this particular aspect. One person's opinion was that it was a waste of time and not necessary to the writing process. To this, I disagreed with completely. As I stated in episode 8, world building is a necessary part of the writing process. It is just that the author needs to balance this one part of the process with the others. Now I wanted to try and talk a bit more about world building in depth because there is quite a bit to it. When it comes to science fiction and fantasy, it is essential, but the author has to be careful when introducing a new world or setting to the reader and get them to become immersed in the world. Which can be very difficult to do when you consider the physical setting which is flora, fauna, weather, geology, cosmology, and geography, and that is just for the physical elements of your story which you should work on every now and then. Then there is the cultural setting of which there is even more you can draw upon. There could be colloquial terms or curses to your world, economy, architecture, religion, laws, politics, prejudices, government, landmarks, wonders of the world, literature, caste system, customs, philosophies, food, languages, music, fashion, folklore, gender roles, weapons, tech, history, education, laws of war, and even courtship. It is a lot to draw upon in order to flesh out your world, but these are also the things you need to focus on if you want to create a unique and interesting setting to draw your reader in. The problem I start to see when looking at new writers, especially in the majority of fan fiction, is that they don't know what should or shouldn't be inserted into their stories, 
or they don't know how to spread it all out and tend to info dump in large clumps that will lose the majority of their readers. And this is a problem I have always tried to avoid in my own writing, and especially with my current work in progress. The temptation to share everything you have created for your world is very strong, yet it has to be ignored. I get it that you've spent all this time crafting your world, coming up with these new, intricate, unique things, but not all of them need to be conveyed to the reader. Brandon Sanderson, author of the Mistborn series, used the iceberg analogy when it comes to world building, which I agree with wholeheartedly. Essentially, you want to show 10% of the world to the readers, but the remaining 90% you keep to yourself. Of course, there are exceptions to the rule. Tolkien, for example, was heavy on world building in his epic fantasy, which kicked off the fantasy genre that we know today. But with today's readers, such attention to details in world building that Tolkien did in his books doesn't attract the number of readers it did once. At least, that is what it seems to me. On a personal scale, the majority of readers I know do not read Tolkien, or if they have, then never to completion, and tend to describe his work as boring or dry. Today's authors need to be cognizant of their readers' tastes. I certainly have to if I want to be a successful author myself, so I have to strike a balance in how I introduce my world to the reader. As I have been live writing my book on Twitch, I have been trying to hold back on how much details I give when describing things in the world I have constructed. In episode 8, I briefly talked about some of the different lands in the world, which is essentially an alternate Earth. But the reader will never know that because it is not relevant to the story I am telling. At least, there has been no logical opportunity to introduce that kind of information. And that is how an author must attempt to introduce a reader to the world where the story is set. It must be a gradual learning curve for the reader. Bombard them with too much information too quickly and they will lose interest. But introduce new elements and concepts in a gradual, logical manner and they will begin to understand and become immersed in your world. To give you a bit of an example of this, right now my main character is heading to the Blackwood Forest. However, earlier in the book, they had skirted the Blackwoods as they were traveling from an inn to a city where Mel the Wizard lives. But I never mentioned that it was the Blackwood Forest that they were skirting around. I just wrote that there was a forest that was on one side of the road as they traveled it. At that time, there was no need to introduce the Blackwoods, and if I had, it would have slowed the story's progression and given the reader unnecessary exposition at that time. I can also use the Blackwood setting to flesh out my story's magic system a bit more and talk about the state of magic as well. For example, the Blackwoods is one of only a handful of areas on the continent where magical creatures can still be found. For some unknown reason, they have congregated in certain areas and abandoned other locations where humanity lives. Now I say unknown, but as the author, I know the reason why. Simply put, magic is dying on this world. And that's not something that needs to be brought up to the reader because it is not relevant to this particular story at this time. The same goes for some of the countries I mentioned last week. Norse Iceland, Sparthena, Panasia, and Europa have been mentioned, but I haven't provided any real history of these lands. In one case, Sparthena is mentioned only to say that Laura wears a bronze Sparthenian helm. Another case, Norse Iceland is mentioned as a character's ethnicity, while Europa has not even been mentioned yet and might not be brought up at all. Panasia, on the other hand, will be brought into the story later on, because that is where Laura and Mel will find themselves going to and will give me a logical reason to describe this country and culture. Regarding these countries, I have made mention of them in certain ways that are logical and have shown the reader that there is more to the world than just the Kingdom of Mercia, where most of the story takes place. Character names are also a way for me to, I hope, flesh out my world even more and hopefully intrigue the reader. Such as in the Fernandez family, there are people of Spanish, Irish, and Chinese descent. 
At the end, Bart's daughters had names where one name was Chinese and the other Japanese. This was uh, a way to spark interest in the reader as to why such a smorgasbord of names are in a family. Another example I can provide would be terminology. With goblins being a major force in the world, the hatred for them has resulted in goblin slang being the most insulting thing you can say to a person. Right now, I'm still trying to work on this particular aspect by injecting terms such as dob, which means dumb goblin, goblet, which stands for goblin slut, and I'm trying to devise some curse words as well. I haven't had many opportunities to use them, though. When I do use them, they're used in a way that makes sense and that it belongs in the scene when being used. But how about dab, which would mean damn goblin? I think I might go with that since I hate really hate that word in the real world and cringe every time I see someone dabbing. Politics will be another cultural setting that will be important and have an impact on my story. For Laura, it is something she will have to be more adept at. After all, she was forced into a position by the king where, in order to be allowed to join the military, she had to prove that she was worthy of joining. In order to prove herself, the king ordered that she fight the sons of the kingdom's nobles that were her age, including his own son, the prince. This affects her during her time in the military, and she still has to deal with those repercussions throughout the story. There is also the local politics for the Kingdom of Mercia, and politics between the other kingdoms. As always, I have to be careful, though, of giving too much to the reader when it doesn't make sense. For example, I can't really talk about the politics between multiple kingdoms if there's really no way for me to introduce that via an ambassador that she comes across, or she's there to king's council meeting where he is talking to nobles from other kingdoms it wouldn't make sense to do that but by slowly introducing these things that are specific to my world i'm trying to convince the reader that there is more to my world than what i am showing them and if i can execute this properly will result in them becoming immersed into the setting i have created and become more engrossed with the story i am trying to tell if as always i can execute this properly in my own writing as always, feel free to share your views on the topics I have been talking about, or ask me any questions you might have and I will endeavor to answer them. Just be warned, I am not a professional writer and I am still learning the ropes myself. Thank you for listening to the Knight Rider Podcast. I hope you have enjoyed this show and if you would like to learn more about the current project or reach out to me, then you can follow me on Twitter at SeanDKnight or on Facebook. If you are looking for a community of aspiring writers and enthusiasts, then join the Knight Rider community on Discord. I'll provide links in the description of this podcast. For those who would like to watch my live writing sessions, you can watch me every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night starting at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv slash seandknight. If you are listening to this on Anchor, please give the episode a clap. And for those listening on iTunes, rate and review this podcast while YouTube viewers like, share, and subscribe to the channel. Goodbye and go write some magic.